Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. If you give the Stompcast a rate, review and subscribe, it helps more people find our lovely podcast, so please do. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to Behind the Stomp on Apple Podcasts for exclusive episodes and early access for $3.99 per month. Dr. Alex's Diaries is here to help you. This week, I'm stomping with NHS GP, author and ex-gladiator, Dr. Zoe Williams. As well as being a regular on This Morning, giving a clear and understandable medical perspective, Zoe has set up a charity that aims to build positive paths for 12 to 18-year-olds excluded from school or at risk of exclusion through co-created sports and wellbeing programmes. She really is a fabulous woman. I love being a guest on Zoe's podcast, The Doctor Will Hear You Now, and was keen to get her out on a stomp to hear about her perspective on how to stay mentally fit and healthily. I have known Dr Zoe for a good few years since I came out of Love Island in 2018. She's always been very, very kind to me. And the other thing that's really struck me is how passionate she is that exercise and fitness is a huge part of health and happiness and is a brilliant way to keep yourself centred. Really excited to explore that concept more and hear how we can all develop and learn about physical fitness and resilience. So guys, we didn't quite, so basically I said, can I say we were wandering? I always ask my guests that. And Zoe has basically given a really fantastic uh, introduction to the, to the location. <laughs> so the Crystal Palace dinosaurs, tell us about that. Who, so what think, is that? I think they're about 400 years old or something like that. Maybe I've exaggerated, but these um, like dinosaurs were built into the park hundreds of years ago. And it's what scientists thought these particular dinosaurs looked like at the time. So Can we a see them looking. as a wandering? Can you walk yeah, past should we them? walk past them? Let's walk past them. I need to go and see these dinosaurs. I thought so, Abby's going to make a joke about me being a bit of a dinosaur then. I don't <laughs> well, know. Like, if you're a dinosaur, what am I? Uh, um, but yeah, so they've got these placards where they show what we now know the dinosaurs actually looked like versus... That's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's amazing. Well, see, I reckon it's 400 years, but that sounds like a lot. Because I've, now, I've never it? been to Agrisal Palace Park, I must say, and it's it's really nice. Um, as you were saying, we come in, and we parked in the car park, which is actually free to park, by the yeah, way, guys. Yeah, which is great. Um, and then you've got a really nice cafe. It's very cool in there as well. Yeah. It's nice. We've got a good coffee that we're walking with. It's a good quality coffee, which is always important. Great and then you've coffee. got plenty of like park benches and stuff. I'd imagine on a sunny Saturday, Quite the vibe here, isn't it? It is. And then on the Sunday, the bit we just walked up, there's a market there as well. So it's absolutely rammed on a Sunday. But they're really ethical in that cafe as well. I remember, well, I was a bit annoyed at first because they stopped doing avocado Mm. on their sandwiches. They used to have avocado smash. And now it's um, butter bean smash. But the reason was around the, which I wasn't even aware of, some of the ethical questions around, because the demand for avocados has gone up so much. They're now being farmed unethically. 
Oh, wow. So I that's didn't why know they, that. they stopped serving them. Gosh. There's so much stuff that goes on, and you, if you're not very careful and aware of it, and you kind of you kind of miss all these things. And, exactly, I know. Gosh, there's, yeah. There's so much in the world though now, isn't it? You can't be on it with everything. I think. I think there's something as long around as you're doing that what actually. You can. Thinking about, you know, I, I um, we were on the car on the way here, and, you know, we were talking about like all the things that go on in the world, and, you know, the wars that are happening, and yeah. it's it's so hard sometimes because some of it can be, quite overwhelming and I do yeah. think there is that principal thing of like focus on what you can impact yeah and if you can do something you should but uh, you yeah. know there's also a level where you you know you suffering doesn't help or prevent other people's suffering so if, exactly. you, if, it's, if it causes you really bad anxiety and, and suffering that doesn't translate to someone else suffering less well no it's so true that's it's... a hard balance isn't it with these things I think yeah and I think I think I'm sure it's the same for you the position we're in a lot of the time we're approached by charities to get behind and back and promote the way that they're working and I think when I first started getting asked I was like what a privilege but you can't do it all the mm. time so I almost think I mean I got one that came through today which was about animal welfare and I love animals but it's not my thing yeah I do a lot around girls a lot about underprivileged children mm. um a lot around women's health so I actually said to them you know I'm sorry I can't help but I think Dr. Amir Khan, this is totally his yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, He's sure. your guy. Get in touch with him. You can't, you can't do it all. And almost if you spread yourself too thinly, you don't have any impact anywhere. And, you, you know, you put, you're looking after your health is very important. And I think, you know, when it comes to being medics, and I think medics, especially probably in the public eye, people kind of look at you sometimes and think, oh, you know, surely they must be the kind of, picture of perfect health or they never you know they probably they don't struggle with anything yeah. which way is it towards the dinosaurs um, well can you see that there in the distance oh yeah i can see the dinosaurs <laughs> there's one there but we can go this way go on let's go bit, that way it's over the bridge it's a bit it's a bit wet and muddy over that way isn't it i'll put my um, stomping boots on today um i think people do look at medics sometimes think oh they must you know have it all figured out and yeah. sussed out and i think yeah. people that follow and you've listened to stomcast you know that's not the case no. uh, for me and we go through uh, difficult times but you know because the last time I saw you was a few weeks ago so we were recording for your podcast and yeah and was it was it actually then that it was I think it was afterwards no we I saw you the, for the podcast the other then podcast. I saw you another podcast <laughs> but at that one basically a few weeks ago and I saw you you yeah. had a very bad back I went to go and hug you and you were clearly very stiff and you're like hang on what's going on here and you had a bad back yeah. and that very awkward not just the usual awkward hug the kind of like, like oh, approach with caution and if you've had an, a bad back you kind of know yeah how much can impact you so wait hang on what's over here? Oh, okay there's some <clears throat> some so these stone. aren't quite dinosaurs are they these, these aren't are quite dinosaurs. I, don't know what, I don't know what these there's are some kind be. of like is it a megalodon is that what you call that that's thing? a dinosaur there yeah there's di basically there's dinosaurs here in crystal palace people so if you want to come and see some dinosaurs come down and have a little look and i'm guessing that they've been here for 400 years but as i say that it sounds a bit over the top so might be a bit over the top there we'll are some placards it. somewhere we'll when we find it. them we're going to be sharing all sorts of facts on the stomp cast but perhaps <laughs> the how long the crystal palace dinosaurs have been here might be a bit more ropey but it's okay we'll we'll go on to much more solid ground it's not our area of expertise no, is it, Alex? no dinosaurs aren't sure necessarily so off. much yeah they're <laughs> but you, you, you your back has been an issue recently hasn't yes. it and you were just telling us before you started the stomp cast yeah about how that affects you know your back affects the physical aspects of your life but also can affect the kind of mental aspects too and yeah. ability you know you've got young family also you're, you're a huge advocate of fitness you love your fitness don't you yeah so yeah how how has it 
affected you? And does it, does it kind of, have you seen, or has it brought up that kind of thought of like, wow, like if you are someone that really relies on fitness and, you know, exercise, whatever that might be, for kind of a release, but also you love it, it's your passion. Yeah. How much injuries can, can affect you? Because it's something oh, I worry about. I really worry about getting injured, to yeah. be honest. Well, it's, it's massive. It's taken so much from me these last few months. And my back, it was sore for a few months over the summer. And then it was, I remember exactly the day that it went, when people say their back went. Mm. Um, it was actually the day of the ITV summer party, which is always an amazing party that you don't miss if you can help it. But I just picked something up and I felt like a ping in my back. And it was, I couldn't move, basically. Um, so I've been, I had some chiropractic um, treatment and then I was referred to get an MRI. Hello. And the MRI shown quite a few abnormalities, um, a couple of different areas where discs have collapsed and nerves are being compressed mm. as well as some arthritis in one of my, one of the joints in the pelvis. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, well, what's that? So it's July, August, September. About four months now, I haven't really. I've done two proper exercise sessions where I've mm. sweated. And the way I like to exercise, it's not for everybody, but I like to feel my muscles burn and sweat and get out of breath that my lungs are burning. That's my therapy. You, you, you enjoy quite like hit, hit workouts. Right? I love kind a hit workout. A good or, workout, throwing stuff around, exactly. exercising. Yeah. Or a session where I'm lifting heavy weights um, to the point where my muscles feel like they are about to collapse that's that's me and yeah having that taken away from me is really it's really challenging mentally I mean I'm somebody who I have anxiety clinical anxiety that was diagnosed over a decade ago um, I've had periods where I've taken medication and I've been off medication now for probably about five years um, but exercise I've always known that exercise is my medicine it's what keeps me well and if I feel that anxiety bubbling up I go and do a session and I make sure for the couple of weeks I make sure I get those exercise sessions in and it eases it so knowing that I wasn't going to have that medicine I've had to sort of think right well what else can I tap into here I hate meditation um oh, I say I hate it I don't hate it it's something that I've always really struggled to be consistent with yeah. um we all have different tools and I think you know, we all have things that we use that you can have all these different variety of options. You all know that, or you know that a lot of them are, are great, but if you don't enjoy it or it doesn't apply to your life, then yeah. you use other things. So it is, it is about finding what works for you, I guess. Isn't yeah. it? That's why I guess fitness has been such an important part. Yeah, and, and fitness is my meditation in a way. You know, sometimes I'll go for a run and well, I'll clear my mind. It? It literally and, is mindfulness, yeah. Yeah, I have my earphones out and, you know, that's when I feel like all the things that I'm deliberating over, struggling to consolidate, all feels a bit overwhelming. A 30 minute run, it can all sort of seem clear and make mm. sense. A bit like a one week holiday. That does the same, that's why I go on holiday whenever I can. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. <laughs> so, but I, I knew, I thought, well, I need something. So um, in the pandemic, actually, I found that being close to water, being by water mm. and focusing on water helped me meditate that was another form of meditation for me but with my back being as bad as it's been even you know just getting out to somewhere like that has been a struggle so so I've been using various different apps and um, using a hypnotherapy 
slash meditation app at night that I put on just when I'm going to sleep. So in the hope that the work is done with my mm. subconscious brain whilst I'm sleeping. Um, and I'm all right, but yeah, how tell you are what. You, like, with it all, how are Because you, again, you've got a young family, you've got a two-year-old, you've got, you, you're, 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 very, you're a very busy person, both working obviously as a doctor, also yeah. the you know, media commitments and work and the things that you're doing, the yeah. charity work that you're doing as well. You know, how, how are you and yourself now that this kind of big part of your life is, is you know, for a moment has taken a, a step backwards? Yeah. Obviously you're you know, looking to re rehabilitate it back into it. But at the moment, you know, how, how is that affecting you? The temptation is always to go, yeah, I'm fine, I'm great. That's what you should say. Mm. But I am okay, but I am just okay. And just there's this hope that this back issue is going to get resolved and get better. And I feel like I'm hanging in there a little bit in limbo, waiting for that time. And just every, every day when you're in pain, and I've got honestly newfound sympathy and empathy for people who live with chronic painful conditions. Mm. Um, I'm still getting through every day. I'm still able to go to work. I've been fulfilling all of my commitments, but I would say it requires about twice as much energy, mm. both physically and emotionally, just to get through the day and having a very active, energetic, adventurous two and a half year old, um, you know, that, that poses its own challenges because it starts to impact on your ability to parent the way you want to parent so just yesterday my partner's away at the moment so yesterday was Sunday so I took him out to the park and he went on his scooter and we put his helmet on and it was all great but then on the way back he demanded to be carried and I tried explaining and pleading today, yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing when you've got a back issue is that there's so much psychology linked into your experience of the pain, but also how your body reacts. So as soon as I realised I'm going to have to carry him home, Everything I could feel all my muscles up, going yeah. to spasm in my back and made it worse. And we got there and then I was like, right, tomorrow I'm going to sit you in front of Paw Patrol, which is not really, you know, I have no issues with that. But I like to take him to the park after nursery. But yeah, tonight... He can have a rest, and so can I. Yeah, well a little bit out of breath. Well we just deserved. walked up a hill, and you know my my fitness as well. Great. I can You're feel doing. that my fitness. I mean, also, is but you are naturally tense and everything as well. I mean, it 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 does. It's something that I worry about quite a lot. As someone who's basically found, refound actually, always used to love fitness and health, but kind of lost over the last few years for various yeah. reasons. Really found it in the last year. It really gives me anxiety, the worry of getting injured. Like I was, I actually put in my stories a few days ago yeah. about wanting to do potentially like CrossFit and things. What fear, what scares me about certain training mm -hmm. is I don't want to end up injured or something happen that I can't train. My dog sitter um, that is looking after Rolo while we're doing this walk, she's she's training for a marathon and she's just kicked she's kicked a door. I think she was saying and broken her toe and she can't yeah. run for two mm -hmm. months. And like when it's such a big part of like not just your day today, but also just like your life on ongoing. Yeah. It's that fear of not being able to do things. And I think it does teach you, A, like I guess a respect and like an appreciation for your health, but also does make you mindful. You only get one body, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what, I guess, that, you take your health for granted, don't you? Until you don't have it. And you know, that little saying that health is wealth and it doesn't matter what you've got, if you haven't got your health, mm. then your experience of life, whatever that life is, is going to be altered. Um, 
So yeah, but then with a back issue, here's the thing, and this is why it's so difficult, and I really understand why patients have so much fear, that my back issue, the, the things that are wrong in my bones and my discs and my nerves in my spine causing my pain at the moment, those things haven't just happened to me in the last few months. My spine's been very active, I've always been an athlete, I've put my spine through a lot, but it's because I've become deconditioned, mm. I've become weaker, um, since I've had the baby, I haven't been able to train as much. That's why I'm getting symptoms. And it's been explained to me really well that actually, for me to get myself out of this long term, I need to rehab my way out of it, get that strength back and be strong for the rest of my life. So it's that, but then you're fearful of, you know, lifting a barbell at the moment yeah. is terrifying. But also that's what I need to do to get myself out of it. So I'm very lucky that I've got a great physio that sort of, speaks my language, she's a woman, she's probably quite similar to me in a lot of ways and she's really helping me with the, the psychology actually of that, the psychology of getting over the fear of making my pain mm. worse in order to make mm. my pain better. It's, it's, um, it's something that you know, we learn I guess almost from the med school days but is interesting as a society view of back pain is that you know traditionally you say yeah. well if you've got back pain, bad rest for a certain number of weeks, don't move just lie still but we now know that that's the opposite pretty much obviously there's different things going on with your back and so on but broadly speaking for musculoskeletal back pain and things yeah. actually the painkillers are to get you moving not to keep not for you to kind of stay still but that's very it is very hard it's a psychological thing isn't it as well yeah. in the sense that you have to have the confidence because you're risking moving that might hurt yeah but i know when i've had like really bad spasm the only thing that gets you out of it is movement yeah so it is kind of trying to get yourself back to that reconditioning almost, like getting, getting yourself moving again, that's going to get you out of that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and medication, you know, using medication, because I don't really like taking medication if I don't need to, but this is where medication in combination with your physio or your chiro and mm. your rehab and the work you have to do is so important because I don't really like taking medication if I don't have to. But right now, the medication, and I'm taking medication that I never thought I would take. So I'm taking something called amitriptyline, which sort of helps calm down the nerves a little bit. And it's got loads of horrible side effects. The worst one is it makes my mouth really dry, which when you're a mm. broadcaster, is not ideal. <laughs> not ideal, it can happen anyway sometimes, can't it? Well, exactly, because you get a bit nervous, don't yeah. you? So it's doubly dry. Um, <laughs> Gosh, and it's like the Sahara Desert. So it is, literally. It's more quick. Literally. It's like, so it's, like, found... it's like med school finals. Your mouth is never dry <laughs> and when you go to go so into you, med school finals. I mean, you'll, you'll find, if you watch closely when I'm on this morning at the moment, I'm chewing a little bit of gum. I keep a bit of gum in my mouth just to try and keep, keep that saliva coming. Um, we're walking with a coffee right now, which I'm really pleased yeah, about. Yeah, we're, we're keeping you hydrated. <laughs> keep the um, mouth dry. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm taking that and... It's, it's really not something I want to take long term, but at the moment that is keeping me mobile, keeping me able to do the things that I need to do. Plus, you know, I've just dosed myself up on both paracetamol and ibuprofen before we came out for this walk so that, mm. you know, I've got my peak. So medication is, is really helpful to get people moving. But I reflect back now on, I've had so many conversations with patients over the years about these musculoskeletal issues, whether it's back pain, hip arthritis, knee arthritis, we know, I mean, the, the data is unequivocal. We know that actually becoming more active um, can actually alleviate 
the symptoms of that pain. Um, and some people who, there was a study done by some medical students somewhere in the south southwest, I think it was, um, I think it was somewhere close to Bath. And mm. um, they have a slightly older patient demographic and the waiting list for knee surgery, knee replacement and hip replacements was through the roof. I think it was over a year, mm. which nowadays isn't that bad, is it? But back then, so some medical students ideal, yeah. came up with a, an experiment where they offered people who were due to wait more than a year free spinning classes. So they worked mm -hmm. in collaboration with a local mm -hmm. gym and some people took up the offer. They still waited, kept their place on the waiting list. And after six months, I think it was something like 50% of those people said they didn't want their mm. surgery anymore. Because wow. that's phenomenal, isn't the it? The symptoms had improved. What if you think of any, of any medical intervention? If you say, I'm going to start a drug or treatment or a surgical treatment that had that level of success, you'd be, yeah. you'd be well, you'd be queuing up to buy it, wouldn't yeah. you, really? If you can compare that to other treatments for all sorts of things, that's yeah. a really high level of success for an intervention, isn't it? Yeah, really high level. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I once heard a, it was an orthopedic surgeon who is also a lifestyle medic. And he said, it always stuck in my mind. He, he said, we know as doctors that we can look at x-rays of people's knees and what we see on an x-ray often doesn't correlate with the patient's symptoms. Mm. So you could have someone who's in agony with knee osteoarthritis and their x-ray doesn't look that bad. Or you can have an x-ray which looks terrible and a person's symptom-free. And he said that's because he doesn't believe that knee arthritis is a disease of the joint, which is a bit controversial because it mm. is in part. But he said, actually, it's, it's a disease of the quadriceps muscle. Because if you have a strong quadriceps muscle that is activated regularly, it actually pulls on the knee joint and creates mm. space. Whereas if you have a wasted quadriceps muscle, then you lose the space between the, the top bone and the bottom bone of the knee. And it always stuck in my mind. I thought, well, that makes total sense that if you get stronger, you know, the same goes for if people are able to, to lose weight as well, which is just a contentious thing to even discuss. But we do see really significant, even with very small amounts of weight loss, mm. if people are able to then we see really significant improvement in these types of conditions. So well, I think the, the thing about weight loss is that it's why you're doing it and why we're talking about it that matters. I think in terms of like, if you're losing weight, it gives you a better quality of life, mm. life and health. And I think weight loss is a good thing. It's when weight loss is discussed as a parameter of aesthetic, I think it's the issue. But yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I have um, 
uh, some crushed vertebrae in my lower lumbar spine, and I was having really, really bad sciatica down my left leg, down to my left, right down to my toe, and when I'd stand for more than five minutes, my leg would start moving. So it was having some motor symptoms. It was actually yeah. causing like a movement in my leg. It was very oh odd. It was awful. And, you know, over the last year, I've lost six stone-ish of weight. Um, you know, all of that is because I've gone on to the, into the root of like my health. I was like, I, need yeah. to, I want to eat well, I want to move again. I want to, you know, I, I tackled the core of everything. I want yeah. to deal with my mental health, my weight, physical health. But and the then weight the weight came off. You know, I only know mm -hmm. that I lost six stone because I had to weigh myself for my ADHD meds. That's the only time yeah. actually I couldn't tell you otherwise how much. Obviously I know I've lost a lot of weight, yeah. but I wouldn't know how much. But anyway, by the by, the biggest thing I've noticed is that all of my back pain, touch word, has pretty much gone away other than a few episodes that'll happen every like four or five months for like four or five days. Bear in mind, I was, otherwise had constant pain, yeah. constant sciatica. I certainly haven't had sciatica since at least 10 months if I had any touchwood sciatica symptoms. And part of that is probably the way, but also part of it is, of course, what you're saying. My, yeah. my core is stronger, my mm -hmm. back is stronger, my body's used to exercise. And it just shows that thing of like, Sometimes the signaling messages, obviously, if your body's in pain, something's wrong, you need to work out what it is. But the answer is necessarily to, to stop exercising completely. Yeah. Then I guess that's what physios say as well. I mean, I hurt my, my right shoulder about, about six months ago, only a minor thing, and um, my physio had a look at it. And you know, they give you exercises to work it. And you're like, oh, hang on, but my shoulder hurts. Like, no, no, we need to strengthen. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. actually my subscapularis muscle that I need yeah. to strengthen my shoulder. I said, no, no, we need to work that muscle. Yeah, I'm like, wait, See, isn't that the one that's injured? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing. we're doctors, and it's kind of it. like as a human being, you think, no, 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 it's pain, therefore you rest. But that's why it's so, so difficult for patients. so much sympathy patients for patients who... for it as well, because if you don't have, so if you, we, I certainly think that a lot of the time as a, oh my gosh, I need to be careful, I've got an injury in my shoulder. Obviously, I'm not going to be silly with it, but, yeah. you know, my natural reactions because the internal messaging is saying it hurts is not to do it despite having some, you know, I have, the, I have some knowledge at least that that needs to be, you know, rectified and worked on a strengthened. Yeah. But if you're without Speaking that of knowledge, shoulders though, check this out. So playing a bit of uh, This beach is ball. beach volleyball. So they, so this facility, I think, I don't know where they got funding from, but when they do all the qualifying for the Olympics, it's all here. Oh, so in wow. the summer they had the, yeah, all the different international teams down That's here. Awesome. That's what I mean. This park has got so many different. We've got the football bits stadium. Well, got the, yeah, got That's football the stadium old, it's, a bit, it's all a bit decrepit, unfortunately, yeah. the old Olympic Stadium. Yeah. But we used, there used to be the World Championships there and all sorts. But yeah, speaking of sore shoulders, a bit of volleyball. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's funny though, isn't it? Because as doctors, it's you can totally when you've experienced something like this, you can totally see why patients may say yes and nod along with you, but walk out the door and be like. They must be crazy. There's yeah. no way I'm going to go and start yeah. lifting weights. That's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. I'm in pain. Yeah, it's it does. It makes a lot of sense as to why people would be very cautious. I think, and um, and I think you know some of it is, and that's why it's important. I think to do so much of what you do in terms of on this morning and you know education because some of it you know yeah fine when you're with your doctor and you'll talk about things. Go yeah, this is what you need to do. But unless you understand really why and you yeah. have that real wider view of the reasons you're going to go and do this it's yeah. it's it's hard to actually get people to engage and do it because you can have the best intervention ever you could have for example you could have a tablet that i don't know cure, cures misery right you take yeah. the tablet it cures misery but unless you take that tablet consistently over time it won't work and, and the biggest step is people say taking it and whether yeah. that tablet is exercise or whatever it is if you're not doing it, it cannot have its effect it. can it 
that's it. And that's why, you know, I think, you know, I call myself a lifestyle medic and I'm a founding member of the British Society of Lifestyle Medicine. And I would say over the last 10 years since I've sort of been a lifestyle medic and been doing the work I've been doing around physical activity and upskilling healthcare professionals, essentially, to understand the detail around why exercise is so important. I think we call ourselves the National Health Service, but we're very much a national disease service. Mm. You know, we, we treat illness, we treat disease with surgery, with tablets, with other interventions. Whereas actually, the reason I'm so, you know, I love to talk about lifestyle medicine and teach people what it is, it's about going upstream before that problem even started and what are the underlying issues. So, yeah. you know, like you say, losing weight and getting stronger has alleviated your back Literally, issue. Yeah. But you didn't go on a diet. No, you no. didn't go on a program that was prescribed. You actually addressed... I changed my lifestyle. You, 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 you used the word. I mean, it's changing your lifestyle fundamentally, but not with a short-term goal it's a long-term change and I think that was the biggest thing for me was not treating as a diet not exactly. treating as a right I'm getting to this metric because often when you set goals that are number orientated when you achieve that goal you either then need to create a new one or yeah. you do need to deeply make it into your life so it's very hard once you've achieved something to keep doing it. it's like training for a marathon yeah often you train for a marathon you run the marathon yeah. and then maybe you'll stop running for a gone. while well then you need another goal to train for and I think that's the that's the thing that it isn't necessarily, it's not easy to do, but it is having that mindset of thinking, like, right, if I want to be this way, whether it's yeah. back with pain free or whether it's optimizing productivity, whatever it is, if you want to have that for a sustained period, you do fundamentally have to accept that it does mean a change, doesn't it? And doing something yeah. different. And there are pros and cons to doing things differently. Like, you know, it's hard work going to the gym, it's, it's, it is, it's a, it's a discipline, you know, it's, all of these changes do require a level of commitment and sometimes sacrifice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And it's like that payoff or that balance of like, what do I want more? Do I want yeah. this? And I think that's an honest truth as well as, you know, we look at the NHS and look at the way it needs to address prevention. But I think as individuals... We're all different we, and we're all unique We're all different, we're well. unique. But so we there all, isn't a one-size-fits-all no. remedy. You know, the things that you chose to address in your life mm. and the changes you chose to make would be mm. completely different to the ones that for sure that i would benefit from and i think that's what's so unique about lifestyle medicine it's like yeah okay if somebody's got type 2 diabetes then the first drug of choice may well be metformin but if you go upstream from that well why does this person have type 2 diabetes maybe it is their body weight maybe it is their genetics which you can't change maybe it is the stress in their life and then you go upstream further and be like, well, why are they stressed? Oh, because they're in this job and they have a real difficult relationships and the financial situation. So then you're starting to try and think about social prescribing and linking in with the patient's individual circumstances. And maybe actually if you can support that person to improve their job situation, then they won't be as stressed. Then a lot of the triggers that are making them increase risk of type 2 diabetes, and then maybe they'll find the time to do some exercise. You know, that might work for one person, whereas it'd be completely different for another person. And I think that's what, that's what I'm so passionate about, working closely with individuals yeah. as much as I can yeah. to try and uncover, right, what's behind this and what's behind that and what's behind that. And then you can start to, to figure out... This, I'll tell you about this. Uh, so one of my colleagues, who's a lifestyle medic, he always has this little case study in his uh, 
presentation and he's a wonderful GP and he talks of this 70-something-year-old lady who has COPD mm. and comes in three or four times a year for antibiotics mm. and always has done for chest infections and she continues to smoke. Um, so there's one particular consultation where Mrs X comes in, first of all, doctor, whatever you do, don't try and get them to stop smoking because they do it every time. It really annoys me and I just don't want to. Mm. I just need the antibiotics. Mm. So he says, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll give you the antibiotics. But can I just ask you three questions about the smoking and we'll leave it there, just three questions. And she says, yeah. So the first one is, if you were to stop smoking, what would be the biggest benefit to you? And she says, well, there wouldn't be any benefits. I like smoking. I want to smoke. Well, I suppose the money, I'd save some money. He goes, okay. Second question, how much money would you save every year? So then they did a bit of calculating, figuring it out, and it was a couple of thousand pounds a year because it's very expensive, mm. to, at which point she was quite shocked. And they said, my third and final question, what would you do with that money? And she said, well, I'd go to Marbella, take all the family, all-inclusive, we'd have a great time. And six months later, he gets a postcard yeah. from Marbella. I love that. Thank you for helping me quit that. smoking. That's a good and, story. And, you know, that's, that's kind one. of like how lifestyle medicine... Yeah, you've got to Works. work out Enabling why. Enabling someone to make a change, but you've got to find got to out, out the, why. the motivators for them. You've got to. You've got to. Like, you know, if someone's drinking a lot, you know, as I was, that you're drinking because you're numbing, you know, mm. you, it might be from numbing, it might be distraction, it might be all sorts of reasons. If you don't address the why, then you're not yeah. going to not, not address the how, you're not going to address the, 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 the outcome, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it's working on that. That, that why is so important. And on that note, we'll come to the end of uh, uh, part one. Thank you to everyone uh, for having a listen. I hope you're having a great stomp wherever you are. We'll see you in part two. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.